I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. As the Steelers get ready to play the Browns this week, the Steelers' rookies have gone from not starting and not getting a lot of time and everyone asking questions to now being focal points on both sides of the ball. What is, what's been, what's changed? We'll talk about that here in the North shore drive podcast from the Pittsburgh post Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter here with Ray Fittipato, that and a lot more. It's going to be a fun episode. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North shore drive podcast, a show on all things, Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh post Gazette hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello and welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. He's Ray Fittipato. We're both of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Thank you for tuning into this show. It comes on every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and sometimes Saturday here on the Post-Gazette Sports uh, Network. Uh, you can come you can come and enjoy all the content that comes out daily from that network right here on your favorite <laughs> podcasting app or on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel to get all of the daily content and, again, the Monday, Wednesday, Friday episodes from the North Shore Drive podcast. We're, as always, we're brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. When you get down to Mike's Beer Bar, you'll see what I'm talking about when you see that they have over 500 different available beers at any time. 300 of those beers being local and 80 of those local beers being available on tap with over 20 televisions. They're the best place to catch sporting events and you can try the amazing food options there too. We'll have more on them later. Ray, one thing that is apparent right now, and if you had told Steelers fans this a month ago, they might not have believed you, but the Steelers are playing their rookies, not just playing, they're starting and starting them in significant snaps. And I'd even argue they're contributing in a very positive way. It's not just an emergency start. It's a these guys are playing well start. What do you see in your analysis of how the rookies have sort of come on at the middle part of the season? Yeah, I think big picture wise, I think you have to give credit to Mike Tomlin and his staff for not pulling the trigger too soon. I think they made the decisions at the right time. Um, to get those guys in because they're thriving. Now, you could make an argument that they should have been in there earlier. We'll never know the answer if that was a right decision or a wrong decision. But, I mean, look at what's taking place. You know, Joey Porter basically shutting down DeAndre Hopkins um, a few weeks back mm-hmm. in the Titans game. Since Broderick Jones has been the starter at right tackle, uh, they're averaging 185.5 point yards, uh, 0.5 yards per game. Uh, I know it's not all him, but – He's a big part of it. You heard Mike Tomlin talk about it yesterday with his athleticism, um, pulling him, getting him out in space. It makes a huge difference 
um, for the run game. And I think most importantly, the emergence of Keanu Benton. Uh, mm. I think six tackles in that game against the Packers, Chris. Um, I thought he had a half a sack. They gave it to uh, – they gave a full one to TJ. But, you know, beyond that, he played more snaps than any other defensive lineman in that game. So they're trusting him more and more. And you heard Mike Tomlin talk about him yesterday, basically effusive in his praise of the young rookie out of uh, the University of Wisconsin. So, uh, yeah, not only are they starting, Chris, but they are thriving right now. And, and, and thriving in ways that are really helping the Steelers. Keanu Benton playing high snaps and also just being highly involved. I mean, you look at you look at how he how he's played in uh, in in some of these games. He may not have you know a, a huge sack sack numbers or or anything, but he's he he's you can see on tape he's coming through. He had six tackles against the Packers. That's yeah. not in lining up in the middle part of the field. That's nothing to sneeze at there. He's he's been he's been a, he's been an asset there. Um, you know the Steelers have talked about for years. He also hit the quarterback twice uh, during dur- during that game and had a, and had a, a pass that he swatted. Um, but the Steelers, you know, a lot of people have said for years the Steelers need to find the next Cam Hayward. And I'm not saying that Keanu Benton is the next Cam Hayward, right. but. He, they needed they needed a young presence to be physical on the inside. Demarvin Leal came in and he's been decent, though he hasn't been seeing a lot of snaps lately. But he came in and was decent as as a rookie last year. And but he, he's more of a tweener. He's a guy who could kind of float to the edge, come back on the and play uh, play three to five technique. But he's not a guy that you want on the on the nose or in the one or, or playing the one technique. You want you want Keanu Benton there, and I think that's where he's been such a boost. For the for the for the for the Steelers, and again going from going from from all the rookies, and even throwing in Darnell Washington, though he's not as impactful as the others, he's been starting instead of Pat Fryermuth. And when he's on the field, he's not getting a lot of targets, but he's blocking well, and that has been an asset for the Steelers. Again, it just shows the impact of this rookie class. A lot of people heralded it coming in, you know, coming in out, out of the offseason saying this is a great rookie draft class. This has a chance a chance to help reset the franchise, get them back into the winning ways and just their rookie year, they're making those kind of waves. Yeah, it's it's been impressive to watch here especially over um the last couple of weeks, but you know, I'd like to go back to, you know, defensive line and why I think Benton's emergence is so important. If you look at just what's going on with that group right now. Cam Hayward trying to work his way back um, from groin surgery. You know, they haven't given him his full pitch count yet. Montrevious Adams is banged up. He didn't play against the Packers. He was injured early in that Titans game. And then you mentioned Leal and, and um, um, you know, in his play this year, it hasn't been good. And I remember going back to training camp, Chris, he looked out of shape. And he just didn't look good in one-on-ones when I watched him. Mm. And you've seen his playing time steadily decline, especially in the last couple of weeks. So that's certainly something to watch here. Um, I don't know if he needs a fire lit under him. Um, I don't know if they have to address defensive line in the draft again in the spring. I think they might if Leal's not the answer. But um, he and also Isaiah Laudermilk. Isaiah Laudermilk was a guy you also wanted to see play higher snap counts. Um, and with Hayward and uh, w- with uh, Adams out and with Hayward limited in his snap counts last week, Loudermilk played eight snaps in layout four. So, um, yeah, they're having a count on Benton right now. He's, he's one of their best players. 
And uh, I think those other guys, for this defense to get better, Chris, mm-hmm. this run defense to get better, those other guys got to step it up. They got to play better than what they have here in the first half of the season. I, I agree. They, they they do have to play better, especially with the absence of their of two of their starting linebackers in 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 the rotation. Now they're going to have need other guys to fill, to fill in different positions. We got a lot to talk about here. I want to talk about Pat Fryermuth. Also, some breaking news that literally happened while we've been recording this show. Deshaun Watson is now out for the year. Uh, with, with 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 needing needing uh, surgeries that is going to end his season. Uh, that literally, literally. I mean, Ray, I, as you were talking, I just saw a big update come from Adam Schefter as we're recording this, and I was like, "Huh?" Wow. And then I clicked on it, and I said, "Huh?" Because I saw what happened there. We'll talk about Deshaun Watson not being available this week, and potentially Pat Fryermuth being available this week in the next segment here. On the North Shore Drive podcast, Chris Carter, Ray Fittipaldo, a lot to discuss here. But first, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar. It's the best place to, to, to go on the North Shore, and it's the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. Get to Mike's Beer Bar today. Whether you're in, in for a Steelers game on the North Shore or a Pitt game, this Thursday, this upcoming Thursday night, the last home game of the season for the for the football for the football version of the Panthers, Mike's Beer Bar is right across the street from PNC Park on Federal Street. They have the best selection of beer in town, amazing food options, and over 20 televisions, so you can catch whatever game you want in whatever league you want. If you're a big sports fan, come on in and try one of their 500 different available beers, 300 of those beers being local, 80 of those local beers being available on tap. You can also get a flight to try out every option you could dream of. And trust me, you won't run out of favorites because I never do. I'm always there. Try their steak on a stone for an awesome meal where you choose how how you choose the cuts of your, your steak and how you want your steak cooked on a heated stone that comes right in front of you where each time you cut a piece of the steak, you just press it into that stone and you get to choose how well you want each bite of your steak done. Come to Mike's Beer Bar and get your sports fixed and experience the best bar in Pittsburgh. And when you get here, tell them Chris sent you. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We're back here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm Chris Carter. He's Ray Fittipato. And Ray is probably trying to catch up like I am with, with yeah. what just happened to us. We literally sat down. We recorded this very early Wednesday morning. We both wanted to, wanted to get to the facility today, talk to the Steelers in the locker room, get all that done. And literally Adam Schefter comes out, breaking news, Deshaun Watson. I guess there's also there's a statement from the Browns. They released it, um, and they and, and and they they pointed out like, hey, Deshaun Watson. He, he though he finished the game strong against the Ravens. He's he his our medical staff determined he needs multiple surgeries. He's out for the year. So now the Browns will be down their starting quarterback. On top of they've already been missing Nick Chubb since the first Steelers game, yeah. and now they're going to be down their starting quarterback Deshaun Watson, which most likely means they go back to to, to probably PJ Walker. Or Dorian Thompson Robinson, the guy who pit beat in the Sun Bowl last last year out of UCLA. Ray, we'll get to Pat Fryermuth. That's who we were planning on talking about this segment. But we got to roll with the punches, baby. What does this do to the Browns? Because Deshaun Watson, though he's their starting quarterback, he's the guy they paid for a lot this year. He's 
been very up and down this year, even when he's been healthy. I mean, Chris, it's so strange. I mean, he struggled in the first half, but what was he, 15 for 15? Yeah. In the second half in that 33 yeah. to 31 victory. Mm-hmm. And there's just been weird stuff all year up there with his injuries. It was kind of like almost my perception was like he was calling the shots on when he could play and when he couldn't play. So I know the Browns came out with a statement here, but man, you perform at that level in the second half, you lead your team to a win and then you're going to shut it down and have surgery. Um, Listen, I'll, I'll believe the Browns on what they said, but that's just a really, really strange circumstance. It is a strange circumstance. And I I'm, Still, still at a loss here because Deshaun wants it. Like he, he finished strong. I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe it was like a hey, like like the doctors are like, listen, you are putting yourself at serious risk. And this could also this could be the Browns saying, look, this year would be great, but we invested like what two hundred thirty million guaranteed into this guy. If imagine if he were to play this year and whatever injury he has right now is that has a high risk of doing something that would impact the, the rest of his career, then he, they would still owe him all that money and yeah. he would have played a let, he would have not even played a complete season in, in the NFL. But to your point, Deshaun Watson has been a, uh, you know, a, 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 t- a tough, a tough quarterback, uh, you know, you know, at, at, at certain times for the, uh, um, for, you know, for, for, for the Browns, you know, we talk a lot, about uh, about Kenny Pickett in the fourth quarter. You know who has the best passer rating of any quarterback in the fourth quarter this year? It's Deshaun Watson. In the fourth quarter, he hasn't thrown a touchdown, that's crazy enough, but in the fourth quarter, he's 23 of 29 for 322 yards. No, he does have three touchdowns. Excuse me. I was looking at the rushing column here. We're, we're operating on the fly right now because we had no idea this was coming. Um but in the fourth quarter, he is 23 of 29 on the season for 322 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He has been sacked five times, but that's a passer rating of 147.4. The only guy, the only player in the NFL that has it has that have a better passer rating in the fourth quarter is Taysom Hill because he only passed three times because he's Taysom Hill and the Saints use him in the way that the, that he that he is used. But to me, that's still that is a big blow to the Browns. And I know some Steelers fans are like, well, he did, you know, kind of commit to like, you know several turnovers in the Steelers' first game. Without those turnovers, the Steelers don't win that game. And I, and I hear you on that, but this is still the guy the Browns invested to build around. And for now, them to not have him and figuring this out middle of the week, like this announcement coming out Wednesday morning, playing the Steelers. <laughs> a huge game for the Browns and a huge game for both teams because while the Bengals and Ravens are playing on Thursday night and everyone's looking at, will the Ravens keep build on their lead? Will they, will they bounce back from their loss to the Browns? Uh, you know, or will the Bengals, will they, will they, will they be able to you know, keep up with the Steelers and the Browns? The Browns have a chance for if the Ravens lost this week and they won, they'd be the team that everyone looking at like, maybe they can win the AFC North. But now you're missing your starting quarterback. You're you're dealing you're dealing with multiple injuries, and it, it, this this could this could be a a seriously tough time for the for the Browns to, to, to lose your starting quarterback about about to play your rivals in a rematch at home. Yeah, uh, you know what he didn't do in the fourth quarter in week two? Protect the football. That's very true. Strip, yep, he got strip sacked. So I mean, it's uh, the stats are the stats. I'm, I'm sure he's done well in the fourth quarter, but. Um, uh, you know, TJ Watt returns that fumble 16 yards. 
that's ball game right there. That's why the Steelers won that game. Um, but to your point, um, you know, the, the, the Browns, I give them credit with Bill Callahan as their offensive line coach. They've still been a good running team since Nick Chubb went down with that injury in week two. They kind of do it they by committee been. now, but they're, they're still a good run team. Uh, you know, the Steelers saw what Ford can do. He ripped off what? I don't know, 60-yard run or whatever that yep. was mm-hmm. in week two. So they're not going to be a pushover now. No, they're not. And I would make the argument, Chris, you know, we've kind of seen their defense come back down to earth now, mm-hmm. um, really kind of coincided with Watson's return. Maybe this ratchets back up. Okay, we got to get back on our P's and Q's now. We got to start shutting teams down again yep. because P.J. Walker is our quarterback and we might have to win. 19 to 17 instead of 33 to 31. So <laughs> I don't know if they could turn it on again like that. I mean, they might be able to against Kenny Pickett and the Steelers, but this really, um, you know, I, I think it changes the course of their season, but they did win some games with PJ Walker as a quarterback too. So I don't want to totally discredit him as a backup quarterback. Right. They've won games, whether Watson's been in there or not. So uh, I think bottom line, I still think this is going to be a really tough football game for the Steelers in Cleveland on Sunday. No, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you. I mean, he, uh, PJ Walker came in against the Colts. They won that game 39, 38, uh, even with him completing less than 50% of his passes. Uh, they lost when he had to play against the Seahawks, but that he was their starting quarterback when they beat the Niners, um, you know, and, and, you know, 1917 playing that kind of football that you're talking about there. I, it's interesting because to me, if I'm the Steelers and I hear, Oh, you want to play like, keep the score under 20 points that's exactly what we want to do um that's that I, I'm, I'm just kind of flabbergasted that this all came out right now um and and you're but you're right pj walker is a guy that they've won with uh i believe as a starter officially he's one and one this season he's appeared in five games uh so far he has four he has completed 48 of 98 passes that's less than 50 percent 618 passing yards he has thrown a passing touchdown but he's also thrown five interceptions um so so far he's also been sacked seven times this this, this year um but, but he also has two fourth quarter comebacks and two game winning drives um so the Steelers you're right cannot afford to be like oh well this is fine everything's hunky dory now you don't have to deal with Deshaun Watson you, you can deal with the backup the Steelers need to still prepare for facing a tough run game with one of the better offensive lines in football with athletic players on offense and for all the different ways they're going to use PJ PJ Walker's athletic he's a guy that you know he's not Lamar Jackson but he's going to be able to find ways if, if you leave him space to run he will take it and now you have to switch your film study and as much as people talk about like the Steelers will probably play this down and say you know we just study for everybody it is when you're studying quarterbacks you're studying tendencies where they like to go what they like to do if you've been studying the first two three weeks of the uh, uh, days of the week on Deshaun Watson and what he's going to want to do you now have to switch to okay let's bring up everything PJ and you probably looked a little bit at PJ Walker but that's not who you were focusing on and so now it goes to looking at what he does and that's going to take some adjusting on the part of the Steelers yeah, I, I think the one positive for the Steelers, though, is they were focused in on that running game to begin with. They know when they play Bill Callahan and the Browns that the first thing you want to do is stop the run game. So that was the the, the focal point of their game plan to, to, to begin with. And if there is a silver lining, Chris, they haven't even practiced yet. They're going to go onto the practice field for the first time Wednesday afternoon. That's a true. lot of their installment will have to be adjusted, but – 
I would imagine by Thursday morning, they'll have everything they need to know about PJ Walker. They'll have Thursday, Friday, walk through Saturday. I think they'll be fine in that regard. I want to talk. We, we didn't get to talk at all about Pat Frymuth. We're going to do that in the next segment here. So don't worry, Steelers fans. We, we, we had, we, but we had to talk about the Browns missing their starting quarterback that they paid a ton of money for, who will now not be available for the rest of the season. And, and you know what? Before we even do that, Ray, what does this do to the AFC North race in your mind? Because the this this has been a neck and neck and neck and neck race. Like like you know like like between all four teams, uh, the the Browns just beat the Ravens, and and that that shocked a lot of people. Like uh oh, the Ravens aren't as evolved. There's so many people that were saying the Ravens should be nine and zero. The Ravens should be eight and zero every single week because they didn't like the way that they lost to the Steelers early, earlier this season. But now you're seeing in a division where. The Ravens currently are seven and three. They're playing the five and four Bengals this upcoming week. Um, the the Browns are six and three, tied with the Steelers. But the Steelers have the tiebreaker on them. And if the Browns lose this game, they will have been swept by the Steelers. They will be then be down a game to the Steelers, and technically two games because of the tiebreaker. And then they're going to be look, looking around. The Bengals could pass them, pass them up. And th- this is a dire situation. And I think in their position. What does this do to the AFC North race, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think what, what it does now is it, it's almost not important which team is playing the best right now. I think the most important thing will be a month from now, who's the healthiest and who's ready to go on a run. Uh, the Browns are obviously super banged up right now. The Steelers, you wonder when attrition is going to take its course with that defense. They've been hanging on by a thread in some weeks, but they've – they're six and three. So who can get healthy? Who can stay healthy in December? Is it the Bengals? Is it the Ravens? Can the Steelers make those adjustments? I, I think in the end, anytime you lose your franchise quarterback, Chris, that's going to be a huge deal. It's half a season without the guy you figured who was going to lead you on that playoff run. So I think this hurts the Browns the most, but to me, it's all about who gets hot in December and who's the healthiest in December. And you know, to me right now, that's uh, still to still to be determined. Well, the Steelers look like they might be getting healthier this week. We'll talk about the impact of a return of Pat Frymuth in the, in the next segment. Here on the North Shore Drive podcast on the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, Chris Carter, Ray Fittipaldo coming at you. But first, going to remind you, this show is also brought to you by Savinas Kane and Gallucci. They're mesothelioma and asbestos lawyers with over 85 years of experience. Call them now for a free consultation. That's Savinas Kane and Gallucci. We're also brought to you by GameTime.co, where buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. If you've ever had to buy tickets for an event but weren't comfortable for, with how much you were pay, you were paying because you weren't sure about how the, good the seats were, that's where game time comes in because it happens to me all the time, but game time makes it so much easier. Whenever I want tickets at, at, at an event, I go to game time, I look up the tickets, and I, I want to make sure that the tickets are what they look like. That game time shows you the view from the seats, and they don't they don't throw in all these hidden fees at the end once you once you found the seat that you like. Everything is up front. It's a click of a button and a click on another button, and then the, the tickets are yours, and you know what price you're paying for when you're clicking on them the first time. That's why Game Time is the best app to buy your tickets on right now. Even if you're running late on an event, Game Time will let you buy a ticket to buy tickets up to an hour after the event has started. So running late for that Steelers game and, and want to find a way to get a ticket. Game time is your way to go. Same thing for Penguins games or Pitt games right now, or even just local events downtown when you're going to the Arts District or the Pittsburgh Improv in the waterfront. All those different places are available with GameTime.co, a website that you can visit, and they have the best price guarantee that can't be beat. If you find tickets in the same section or in the same row for, for the same event somewhere else uh, for less, 
Game Time will credit to 110% of that difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PITTPIT for $20 off your first purchase or go to the website GameTime.co. Terms and conditions apply. Create an account and redeem code PITTPIT for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato. Now that we've kind of, um, uh, now that we've kind of uh, gotten through the, the Deshaun Watson part, let's talk about the Steelers injury news. And it, it sounded good news when uh, Mike Tomlin uh, talked about Pat Frymer. He said he felt good about the chances of Pat Frymer's return this week. The Steelers officially opened his 21-day window uh, uh, today. So, that's another good sign. It may not be a guarantee that he plays this week, but they at least seem confident that if he practices this week and nothing and there's no hitches, he could be back on the field for the Steelers, giving them their starting tight end. This starting offense really hasn't been healthy all season. Either Deontay Johnson was out or a starting offensive lineman was out or Kenny Pickett getting hurt or now Pat Frymuth had been on injured reserve. And so if he is healthy, it could be the first time that we see this Steelers offense at full strength all season. What does that do for the Steelers offense? Because, Ray, they weren't exactly throwing Pat Frymuth a whole lot of footballs uh, when, when he was healthy this season. No, they weren't. Uh, eight catches for 53 yards, um, almost non-existent. They just weren't throwing the ball his way, which was quite honestly a big surprise, Chris, because he had 732 receiving yards last year. was basically this team's number three receiver be- behind Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think Fryer Moose's return could be big, but to your point, does anything change, you know, from what we saw against the 49ers, the Browns, uh, the Raiders, and the Texans? Um, I would hope so. I, I would hope that a guy who is, you know, 6'3", 6'4", who can handle duties over the middle would, would solve some of your problems in that area. Um, we all kind of know they don't target the middle area, but with Fryer Moose back, I think – if they would do that, it would certainly open things up for, for Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. And, um, you know, by circumstance, also Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, right? I mean, we saw how uh, the Packers blanketed Warren in that, in that game. They yeah. basically, you know, they, they weren't going to let him hurt them with those flat passes. So yeah, Friday's return will help, but Matt Canada has to target him. He's got to get the ball to him, which he didn't do in the first month of the season. Uh, it has to be part of the offense. It really does, Ray, because you can't – You can't, and he's a second-round pick in his third year. Uh, we've seen the potential of Pat Frymuth. We've seen him be a playmaker, whether it was Ben Roethlisberger, Mitch Trubisky, or Kenny Pickett in the, in, in the Steel, for the Steelers last year. Um, you know, we've, we've seen the potential here. You have to. You have to find a way to get him involved in this offense, and that goes to Matt Canada. That goes to Kenny Pickett. That goes to Mike Tomlin. It goes to everybody involved. But one thing that Pat Frymuth has to do, right, is he has to block better because when he's been in the line and the run game, we've seen improvements in the run game the past 
few weeks here. You were talking about with, with Broderick Jones in there, the average rising up of how many rush, rushing yards per game they have. Pat Fryermuth has been a liability in the run game as a blocker, and he's if he's going to be healthy, he has to be better there, or the Steelers have to find a way to involve him in those formations in ways that won't cost the run blocking team. Yeah, I, I guess the, the, the one good thing is that he's probably, after missing five games with a hamstring injury, he's probably going to be on a pitch count. So mm-hmm. you can actually have Darnell Washington, Rodney Williams, Connor Hayward involved in the running plays, and then you could bring on Pat Fryermuth more so in your obvious passing situations. Or to your point, you know, line him up in some running plays, but, um, you know, just put him in situations where maybe he doesn't, have to execute a big block for that running play to work. So, you know, in the early stages of his comeback, that's probably an easier thing to do. But back when, you know, when, when he's back up to playing 70, 80% of the snaps, like he was pre-injury, you're right. He's got to be much better as a run blocker. And he wasn't that early in the season. Yeah, it, it needs to be a big part of his game. Um, <laughs> if, if he is back in, right, what does this do for Darnell Washington? Because even though he hasn't been a, tar- a targeted guy, you know, we we talked to Mike Tomlin um, about, uh, you know, about, you know, the impact of Darnell Washington and him blocking next to Broderick Jones. He's like, yeah, that familiarity is nice to have. It is something that, that, that that's an asset. Darnell Washington, for all the blocking that Pat Frymuth doesn't do, Darnell Washington does it, and he he's been he's been a factor. What does it do to his pitch count in a game? Because to me, I, I you know Pat Fryermuth needs to get in, but not at the expense of Darnell Washington being an asset in the run game because that's been the best part of your offense. Yeah, so I I think obviously his snap counts will go down, but I still think you use him as a run blocker um, for whatever reason. They feel more comfortable throwing to Connor Hayward. I don't know if he has a better grasp of his of the offense because he's been here a year longer. Maybe he's got a better feel for getting open. I'm not sure, but he's obviously targeted much more than Darnell Washington. So, uh, yeah, you know, unfortunately for Darnell, his snap count is going to go down, but I still fully expect him um, to be a big, big part of this game plan this week um, against the Browns. The Steelers want to run the ball. That's their identity now. And, uh, you know, if you want to push this forward, do you keep four tight ends now? Uh, Rodney Williams is yeah. a good special teams player. Um, um, I haven't looked at his, his snap count on special teams, but I, th- I think he's he's one of your guys who plays a fair amount on special teams. So I don't know what they're going to do with the roster on Sunday. They'll worry about that later in the week. But there's a, I think there's a decent chance with the way Rodney Williams has played that he finds a way to stick. But, you know, we'll see what happens on Saturday and Sunday with that. In week 10 alone, Rodney Williams played 24 snaps. 21 of them came on special teams. That's core, important. Core special teamer. Yep. That's yeah. What he is. Yeah. That, and that, that, and Mike Tomlin says this every year, all the Steelers coaches say, you want to get on the roster, being a core special teamer is a big part of it. And that puts the Steelers in a tough spot because if he comes out, Someone else has to go in, and the Steelers special teams has been good this year. I know they gave up one, one, uh, you know, one long return uh, in the in the game against the Packers, but you know, you saw the blocked extra point. You saw some of the good returns from Calvin Austin. They, they you know, Chris Boswell has been cash money this year. Um, you know, uh, Presley Harvin, he's been up and down, but I think he's been up more than he's been down. You know, so losing a core special teamer that could be a tough question here. But all those things we'll start to learn 
as we're at the Steelers facility all week long uh, at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He's Ray Fittipato. I'm Chris Carter. Read all of our work at post-gazette.com, uh, along with our guys, Brian Batko and Jerry Dulac, who cover the team with Ray. I cover all things Pitt with Noah Hiles. they got a Thursday night football game against Boston College we'll be covering. But to get you ready for the Steelers, do not worry. Brian and I will still be doing our Friday show, getting you ready for that at Mike's Beer Bar. And then we'll also have our Accrisure Fan Advantage. We talk to a Browns expert that will go up over the weekend, getting you ready for the big game Sunday in Cleveland. Ray, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you all for joining us here in the North Shore Drive podcast for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Find this show on your favorite podcasting app or on YouTube. Remember, we release daily content that comes out. So whether you're a Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, Pitt fan, Penn State fan, we got all of that content right here for you on the podcast network, but especially, again, this show, Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, and sometimes Saturdays on the North Shore Drive podcast. We'll see you Friday when I when I talk about, about this Steelers-Browns game with Brian Backyo. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all the sports coverage from the Post-Gazette that we have to offer, visit post-gazette.com. 